Hi, I'm Raji Hassan. I'm a teacher, a writer, and an actor, and this show is about emotional wellness education and entertainment. I hope with this show to learn how to move through conflict and challenging conversations with ourselves and others with more presence, open-heartedness, and breath, and I really hope to have fun while we do it. Perhaps I'm going to talk like this. Or maybe I'll talk like this. But however I talk, I do promise that we're going to have a good time. This is the Raji Hassan Show. On today's show, I want to tell you about the most embarrassing experience of my life to date and what actor Tom Hanks had to say to me the day after. In 2011, uh, 11, in 2011, I was training at NYU in the theater program, and I went to a very specific kind of acting training. You were never allowed to act. You could not act. The point of the training was to strip you of your desire to perform so that you would just show yourself. You got to know yourself so that you were never acting. You were just showing you. And ultimately, at the end of the day, I think that's what makes really great work, right? Is someone being themselves in the words of another human, right? Behaving as themselves in the container and costume of another human being, right? It's like, how does Raji behave as Macbeth? How does Raji behave as, um, I don't know, Chandler Bing? Or whatever, right? How does Matthew Perry behave as Chandler Bing versus how does Raji behave as Chandler Bing? That's a weird, obscure example, but it's about getting to know you without any performance whatsoever. And so during this acting exercise, I was to change out of my day clothes into my pajamas and then ready my clothes for the next day, iron them, fold them get my briefcase ready, all the while reciting the text of the scene with my scene partner, but I couldn't act, right? I was not allowed to act. Just say the words, listen to the scene partner, say the words, iron your clothes, fold your clothes. And at the time, I had a really intense body image issue. And I mean, it still happens today, right? Like it comes in and out of my mind. But I was 40 pounds heavier then than I am now. And I certainly didn't want to be seen, right? And my activity was to change my clothes. And I did not plan this well, okay? (laughs) I did not plan this well. I ended up in just my tidy whities Yes, I wore tidy whities Yes, 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 yes. I ended up in just my underwear, and I was so focused on playing the big scene that I was not allowed to play that I never put my clothes back on. And my very mean teacher said to me while I was in this almost complete state of undress, said, you know, Raji, 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 I'm going to stop you. You know, you're just so fucking bad. That's my memory of what she said. She may have said, this is so fucking bad. She may not have said fucking. 
this is so bad, you're so bad, but what my heart felt was, you're just so fucking bad. Every other word out of her mouth was fuck. I mean, it was like air to her. It's like, I can either breathe oxygen or I can say fuck. I think I'll say fuck instead of breathing. Like, that's how that worked. And if you are talking that way around children who have just graduated from high school, what kind of message do you think that you are conveying to them? Right? It didn't feel like a loving and accepting environment all the time. Sometimes, actually, it did. Sometimes it did. Other times, not so much. My memory of my training was not loving and accepting at all. So there I am, standing there in just my underwear, having received emotionally, you're just so fucking bad. And you know when tension collects in the throat and you really want to cry. But you choose not to because you don't want anybody to see you break down. (laughs) How ironic, that's what my training was about. Maybe that's why she did it. I'm just thinking of that now. Maybe that's why she did it. Regardless, I was mortified. I'm mortified. Like, we all have that dream where you're, like, naked at school. I lived it. I lived it. Sure, nobody could see my genitals, but you could probably, I mean, like, you could, like, make out the outline of that tiny little thing. So, I stood there holding the tension in my throat, and I thought, I'm not going to let anybody see me cry until I got home that night, sat on my bed in my dorm, and wept hysterically. And I thought to myself, I'm going to change my major. I'm not going to study acting. I'm going to study writing instead because it's less exposing. The next day, the next morning, I was walking walking down 76th Street with some friends, hi Johnny, who were visiting from Orange County. And standing outside in front of the Carlisle Hotel was Tom Hanks. He is one of the reasons I chose to study acting in New York City instead of staying in L.A. where I'm from because of the movie You've Got Mail. In You've Got Mail, he lives on the Upper West Side. They both live on the Upper West Side. Nora Ephron, the co-writer and director, portrays New York City like a human. And I fell so in love with that city that I thought, that's where I'm going to train because of the movie that Mr. Hanks was in. He's standing outside of that hotel, and I make a habit. If, if I see performers that I really admire and respect, I go right up to them and I ask them their advice. But Tom Hanks, I couldn't do that with Tom Hanks. There's, there's, there's no way. He was like made of gold, right? And so I was like, well, I'm not going to talk to him, and I ran away. And I walked up to the crosswalk the stoplight and I thought no you have to turn around and go speak to him and I turned around to walk back and he was walking up to the crosswalk and he stood right next to me and I thought oh my god say something brilliant so he remembers you and the only thing that I could muster was you're amazing how stupid is that right (laughs) He looked down at me because I'm a cute 5'9", and he's like six-something. 
He looked down at me and he said, well, I'm not that amazing today. I have a cold. And I said, could I ask your advice to uh, the next generation of actors and theater makers and all that kind of thing? And without skipping a beat, he said to me, Break down the walls of your own self-conscious so you'll never be embarrassed. The day after, I had the most embarrassing experience of my life and was considering changing course. And then he said, act anywhere that you can. You could do a play on this street corner. And so I said, will you do it with me? Because I bet that would help ticket sales. (laughs) And he said... I would, but I'm busy today. And I said, it was very nice to meet you. He said, yeah, you too. And then he crossed the street and I didn't cross the street because I didn't want to look like I was following him. And I just stood there even weirder, right? Because I was there to cross the street, but I didn't cross it. And my knees turned to jello. I just about freaked out with my friends. And I did not change my major to writing. I stayed in the theater department studying acting. And so my question for all of us today is, where do we need to break down the walls in our self-conscious so that we can stay the course? Where are we so afraid of embarrassment that we don't take the risks that we need to take. Where do those walls need to come down? Take some time in your day, today, tomorrow, the day after that, or the day after that, (laughs) and think about what you need to do in your life so that you can stay the course. That's our show for today. I'm Raji Hassan, and I'll see you next time. Hear you. You'll hear me. I'm still working out this podcast situation, but uh, you'll you'll hear me next time <laughs> on the Raji Hassan Show. Thank you very much for your time. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate, review, and subscribe. And please share the show with others. I'll talk at you soon. Bye.